Welcome to the Conscious Marketing Podcast, where marketers come to channel their inner superhero and unlock their superpowers. On today's episode, we go deeper and learn how to spot a conscious marketer. Plus, we get personal and let you in on Nicole and Todd's personal stories of their conscious awakenings. Welcome to the Conscious Marketing Podcast. My name is Todd, and I'm here with Nicole Kelly, better yet known on Facebook as Nicole Kelly Rocks. And today, we're gonna de- we're gonna dive a little bit deeper, guys. We're gonna really go and talk about consciousness. I know we've talked about consciousness and how it applies to marketing, but now we're gonna actually talk about how consciousness applies to you. And I think that is the coolest thing because I think people don't understand that there is a different level of consciousness in their marketing as to the application of self. And I know we're going to get into the awakening. I have a pretty decent story to share about awakening. But Nicole, I was just thinking, how can someone know if they're conscious or not? It's like the funniest question because literally when you say conscious, it means that you're awake, right? Like ultimately Mm -hmm. that you have awareness. Mm -hmm. And so whatever, when I, when this question was written, I read it and I was like, um, it almost looks like, you know, you haven't been knocked out yet. (laughs) You you haven't been knocked out. (laughs) And really what that means is actually what I found with consciousness is that you do get knocked out, right? It's that moment yep. you've had a conscious awakening. And, and for me, that conscious awakening came as a result of having two minor strokes after being on the hamster wheel of success in the marketing industry. Sure, completely. For, yeah, for others. Um, and so it was a result of minor strokes. For others, it may co- come as a result of a major life t- change or a transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dw- Dyer, I think is how you say his last name. Yeah. He calls it the shift. It's like this moment where your perspective shifts and everything changes after that. And mm-hmm. it could be caused from a variety of different things. But ultimately, the thing that shifts is your perspective. You know, it's a conscious awakening shift when suddenly you're starting to ask these really big questions of like, why am I here? How did I end up on a planet with seven and a half billion people? What's my life's purpose? Why are these things that used to work for me no longer working for me anymore? Yep. And you start to look beyond self and how you interact with the outside world. And you start to go within and look at yourself and how you interact with your internal world. <laughs> you know, that, that is that shift, you know, and I think, I think for some people, they don't understand often when that shift happens you know, and that, and that's, and and that's the essence to me of when you start to receive your awakening, because when I think about it, it's like, I think the shift comes in, in in three phases, because I was really thinking about this, um, Mm -hmm. in a sense of the first shift, it's almost like you comparing your yourself to say like a a volcano, right? (laughs) First eruption, you don't necessarily notice, you don't know you know something's going on, but you're not necessarily sure. And if you mm-hmm. think about it, that first eruption in my mindset, I'm thinking it's it's when you come into adulthood and, and responsibility hits you and things change because then essentially you're like, oh shit, stuff is getting ready, getting real here. I got to yeah. really think about things. And you start making certain choices. And sometimes those are unconscious choices, but they're told to you that they're conscious. Mm-hmm. And so the vo- volcano st- keeps erupting and the lava keeps flowing. And then the second shift, I believe, 
is essentially the point when either I would say the arena of either the conception of your first child or, or, or just a point in time where you're really feeling the essence of what the world says adulthood is. It says this is your this is your identity, but I believe it's your con your unconscious identity. Mm-hmm. And then the last part is when when you actually experience the awakening after you went through all that, and that's like when the volcano erupts, and it's like wow, it really it this is what life really is. Yeah. And so like my awakening, you know, as I was talking to you, you know, off of the off of the show, is my awakening came with food. Mm-hmm. And I realized it. I realized it a long time ago because my mother, who grew up in the South, she would make foods, and, and most Black families could could align with this, make foods based off of what they were taught because their parents, you know, if we go back in history and we were honest about it, their parents were raised up, you know, still experiencing slavery. So mm-hmm. comfort foods to them were were, were different than what it is to us today. So comfort foods for them originally was, was produce foods because they produced the foods. Right. But then somehow the, the economy shifted and everything. And as they actually went out away from that and that, that shifted, they were pushed upon them processed foods. Like, Mm. you know, if you think about the whole entire government system, it's like, here, get these canned foods, but you don't know if it's good or not. And right. so they, my mom was raised on that. So what did she do? She raised us on that. So I remember she never had a sense of portions. She just made enough that we would never be hungry because that was right. the mindset of never being hungry. So right. when I was younger, it was okay because I played and everything else. I was in sports and that didn't matter. As I got older and, and, and the awakening started, it was me and my brother, you know, my brother's 12 years older than me. We were the exact same weight. And I remember this distinctly. We were both 425 pounds. Wow. And literally, I don't know how I got there. Mm-hmm. Neither did he. Like, yeah. we, but then we started talking and it was like, it was just the food that we were conceptually eating because my mom was, you know, committed to making sure we never went hungry. And even as we were adults, she always made a whole bunch of food. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the awakening started like, like the volcano. It started making me realize that food is your source of fuel, which is your true, which is one of your energy cores. Mm-hmm. And basically I was killing my energy. You know? so, yeah, it's so true. I had a major awakening around food as well. And it, it was part of probably the second awakening. I, I do believe that we all have many conscious awakenings. Sure. Most of us remember that first one because it was the one that like literally shook us out of our bed. And um, mine for food was very much similar. You know, I was 37 years old. I'd had two minor strokes. I uh, was told that there was no reason for me to have, they're called cryptogenic strokes, which yep. ultimately means that they don't know why. Right. Yep. I had a neurologist telling me that I was totally healthy, despite the fact that I was 40 pounds overweight, traveled incessantly, didn't work out, and pretty much only ate processed food. There weren't many questions about, you know, diet and exercise. It was just like, do you exercise? Yep. How often? A couple times a week. You know, was it, you know, I wasn't like, sometimes that that was like the ideal of what I wanted versus what was true. You know, I always like 
it wasn't that I was trying to be dishonest. It was just that that when my head was where I was headed. Yep. And then when I started to actually look at my diet, it was very similar to you. And, and, uh, you know, I grew up in uh, a family without a, a ton of resources. And so our yep. food budget was fairly low and it involved a lot of processed food. You know, my mom was yep. famous for making hamburger helper, you know, and ordering, <laughs> yeah. and, and order, and that was like when she cooked, you know, <laughs> it was hamburger helper night. Other nights, it was what came out of the Schwann's truck, quite frankly. We yeah. had, you know, Barquitos and yeah. um, all of these, all of these things that weren't actually food. And so I'm really glad that you brought this up because one of the biggest awakenings I had around food actually came with my friend, this gentleman, Curtis, and he basically showed me and my daughter, Gia, like how to choose food. And he said, you know, look, it's food if it comes from earth. Yep. It is not food if yep. it doesn't. So you can't grow an Oreo on a tree. You can't even kill an Oreo. You know, <laughs> McDonald's burgers last 20 years, apparently, in captivity without any kind of sign of deterioration, you know, all of these foods that are not whole, you know, if you look at the way we eat as society, we've yep. essentially transitioned into a society who eats out of convenience versus looking at food as true nutrition. And so I had a similar shift where I started looking at food as pure nutrition. Yep. I started eating the things that gave me the nutrition my body needed and the energy I needed at the same time of combining exercise. I started exercising sure. more frequently. And I cut out gluten, dairy, and soy. I ate um, all whole foods, no yep. processed foods. And ultimately what happened is not only did I lose a lot, I had already lost a lot of weight just by changing my mental game, by the way. One day we'll probably sure. do an episode on that. Um, but I really started to like get into my body and get in shape and feel the mm -hmm. energy of food. And then when I started shopping, I started noticing that like if you go to the store and you just Feel the energy mm -hmm. of the food, what your body needs actually calls out to you. So I'll go into the produce section and I'll just touch food and then I'll receive a yes or a no message. You know, it's basically mm -hmm. like, yep, you need that. Nope, you don't need that. And that's how I've been designing our family's nutrition for, gosh, I mean, since 2015, maybe. And the result of that, the net energy effect of that has been huge, but it's yeah. also led and opened the door for even more conscious awakening. So, you know, it really is about like, there's this usually one area that comes mm -hmm. into your life that is out of alignment that, yep. you know, God, infinite creator, source, consciousness, whatever you want to call it comes in and says, Hey, you need to pay attention to this area. And then it gives you the tools that you need in order to learn what you need to learn. And then if you make that change, then you see a pretty dramatic shift. Many of us kind of we kind of fall asleep at the wheel during our first conscious awakening sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you got the message about food before 425 pounds. I no. certainly got it before I, my high was 162 and I'm five, four, fairly short. So, you know, I certainly had the warning and I also, you know, had had three children. So I had this excuse of travel and kids and work and all that kind of stuff. And ultimately, though, it was all excuses. And it was just me refusing to do what my body was asking of me. And, and, and it ultimately, food was an addiction for me. And I've, I've, I've battled many addictions, I would say. Yeah. 
I don't know if battle's the right word, but um, I certainly come face to face with many addictions and, and sure. one was certainly food, another was technology. Um, I play around with an addiction to um, uh, cannabis every once in a while, depending on <laughs> where I am in my journey. You know, the, the net effect of these minor strokes is that I actually have really bad migraines and I can get six to seven migraines a week. And so I use cannabis to help support that. And as my medicine of choice, as I've eliminated pharmaceuticals from my diet, if you will. Um, you start getting into the pharmaceutical industry and the chemicals that are involved in these medicines that we're giving, and it's a whole nother ball of wax. So thank you so much for sharing. Well, I, I can tell you this as well. My actual true awakening about that, about the food was um, I was working somewhere and um, I passed out. Oh, wow. <laughs> like literally I had been eating I think I was working, I was working, um, part-time in a furniture store. And so I was, I was constantly active and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but I actually passed out at work Wow! and they took me to a hospital and they, I was in hospital and they ran stress tests on me and everything, everything else, mm -hmm. but they couldn't find anything was wrong. Yeah. And I was like, I kept thinking to myself, I started trying to go back over my pattern and I remember that I don't usually like, I was never, you know, after I left, you know, uh, my mom's house, I was never a big meat eater. She was big on pork. She was big on ham and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But I remember I had this little patch where I started eating meat, meat again. Mm -hmm. And, but it was like, uh, like hot dogs, just like heavy meat. Right. Yeah. And, and so I realized that I was only doing that because I was, I was uh, not allotting my time. Yeah. Not, not when I was going to the grocery store, I would go the grocery stores I would go to. And this is very key there, there I can, and this is a separate thing we can talk about later, but there are conscious grocery stores and there are unconscious grocery stores. True. The design <laughs> element is deliberately unconscious. I have factual proof of that. Yeah. And, and I hope one day we can get the, you know, we can get the conscious builders involved in this because mm -hmm. they unconsciously put meat or the deli section in certain stores. I'm not going to name their names yet, but later on. And essentially as a guy, like meat to you is like, you know, oh, I'm strong and everything else. That's where I, I discovered that was the, was the source of the energy because mm -hmm. I was defining the energy as the meat. I see. And so I was consuming this meat that actually wasn't healthy for me. Yeah. And it and took, every, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, every, and everybody's different, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, what works for you may or may not work for yep. someone else. There is something different though, from an energetic perspective about eating food that's alive when you yep. eat it versus yep. food that's dead. It's just the way it works. Even taking a vegetable and cooking it changes the energy of it. Sure. Um, but still, if you can stick to a lot of fruits and vegetables, obviously works really, really good for clearing out your energy. And then, you know, I'm a big fan of paleo or better. You know, I feel like yeah. we need to have a, there's a stepping stone to this, right? It's not like remove everything and, and feel miserable about food. It truly sure. is finding the joy in food by choosing things that one taste really good yep. to our whole and three that you're eating at a rate that your body can actually consume, burn, and, yep. and use. 
use, right? So like if you notice that you're starting to get pockets of fat, then that means that the food that you're eating is simply being stored. It's not being used. I know um, one of the experiments that I did, I actually went homeless for two days. And when I did that, I gave myself like a $4 budget and the only place that I could eat was McDonald's. And so I was basically eating off the dollar menu for two days, but I was in such good shape and I had been eating so clean that literally after those two days, I had love handles. And that, and, but I was starving, you know, like literally so hungry and I was still getting love handles. And so that just really showed me that despite where my body was in needing nutrition, these foods simply don't have the nutrition that we need. When you start sure. getting into the, like, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. We have a quarter inch of topsoil on this planet and the mineralization of that topsoil has been eradicated because of over farming. So mm-hmm. then your, your apple no longer has the same nutrients as it used to, to have. But all of that is just so that you can choose the things that really work for you ultimately, obviously. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So so how, how can you actually tell if someone has had a conscious awakening or, or not? It's a good one. Um, so there's, there's a couple of key things that I've noticed. Um, one is that if you've had a conscious awakening, one, the conversation that you're going to be having, if you say anything at all in public, this is something really interesting. <laughs> a lot of people who've gone through conscious awakenings, I've noticed are the quiet people at the back of the room a lot. Um, and it's yeah. kind of because you start to kind of just like watch the dance, you know, <laughs> it's like you start to watch people like dance around yeah. the room and like yeah. you can see that they're in, that, like, they'll start a conversation, but they're totally trying to sell the person something <laughs> and make it look like they're not. And all they talk about is business and money and, um, the latest tech gadgets that they've gotten, you know, like <laughs> so you start to see surface level conversation, you know? So the people who I notice that are what I like to say awake, meaning that, you know, they are aware of, you know, just, just their existence. They're conscious about, you know, how they impact the world and the others and others around them as well as themselves is that one, they tend to, um, they tend to like, um, uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? They don't, they don't spend their free time talking about drama, I guess is the best way to put it. Like when you, when you have a conversation with them, if they um, will have a conversation at all, most of the time they're going to go right below surface level. They're going to start asking you about your spiritual beliefs. They're going to ask you about their, your views on humanity. They're going to tell you about their experiences in the astral plane, which we're going to get to more into the, in this episode, as well as the, the next episode. And they're diving right into like, dude, what's your life purpose? why are you here? Like what's, what's really making you passionate? So one is the conversation point. Two, obviously I can read energy. So I can tell from an energetic perspective, whether or not somebody is uh, wearing a lot of masks, I like to say, meaning that they're wearing personalities. You know, it's like, I'm a marketer, I'm a mother, I'm white, I'm an executive, I'm a writer, you know, all of these masks that we wear. And so once you've had an awakening, those masks are so easy to spot that when you're having a conversation with someone, you can just see the inauthenticity of what they're saying. Even if they believe it's true for them, you can see how it actually relates to their true soul level, their higher self versus where they are. So you can just kind of see this like juxtaposition between who they're pretending to be and who they really are. And you can see that really clearly from an energetic perspective, whether you feel that or you actually can see the energy field and see, sometimes you'll see gray spots, sometimes you'll see black spots. 
whatever, whatever it may be. And then um, the last one is that they, um, it, it's like they're doing something tangible to have an impact on the world is the best way to summarize it. So, you know, when you look at the things that they're working on, you know, the, con the conversation that they're having about the project that they're working on and the project that they're working on usually measure down to their criteria for success is that it leaves a tangibly positive impact on the world. They've thought beyond themselves. They've thought beyond the confines of their own house. They've thought beyond the confines of their company, their neighborhood, their community, and they're truly in a point where they're looking at, hey, I am here as a soul who has been reincarnated on this planet, and I have a purpose and a mission of what I am to do while I'm here, and they're truly living into it. And, um, and yeah, like, and you know, like, you just know from the conversation, like you were telling me a story, I'd love to, if you want to share the story you had about meeting somebody recently, where you just oh. know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, I feel like, I feel like, so the story is I, I was, I was, uh, I met someone in church. I was actually, um, my church is, which is unique energy in itself because we, uh, our church is actually heavily involved in the arts. So we're, we are actually having a conversation because there's certain people who volunteer in my church when we have, uh, we have this block party the first Friday of every month. And we actually bring in a pop-up art galleries. And so, oh, cool. and so essentially I was introduced to this person because she's kind of involved in it. And they're like, you know, people kept saying like, she's really like a, a cool person that you could relate to. Cause people were listening to me like, yeah, you, you're, you're us, but you're not us. <laughs> so, you know, I'm me, this person and I'm just listening to the energy coming out of her. And it dawned on me when she's talking, it's like, it's, it's unique how uh, when you, you, when your energy change, when you have that transformation, your path changes, your path to people, your path away from people. Mm -hmm. And so it's like my path got an alignment to her because this transformation is, is, is changing my energy, which is changing my, my thoughts. And the fuel is then aligning me or drawing me to people that have that energy, that have that aura. And I, I, I was blown away by this person. She was saying everything I wanted to hear from somebody that I know has, has a transformation. <laughs> like, I, hands down, it wasn't even like, like typically, you know, you got to pull it out of person. You know, you know when somebody's yeah. not awake, you got to like pull it out of them and stuff like that. Mm -mm. Yeah. It was just, it was just coming out and, that's where I think your path totally changes and you don't even realize it. Like you may say, okay, I, I still might go to the same job or still might go to the same gym or still might go to the same grocery store or whatever your life path is. But in a sense, it starts to change. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit different in how you maneuver through traffic. Maybe it's different in the time you work or, 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 or the people at work in your culture that you're around. And mm -hmm. those are the little sparks, but it's truly that big spark when you connect with the other person and you realize that you have to take that connection and ignite it to the, to, to true sources. And so it was just that in that moment, I'm in church and I'm thinking to myself, church, even though it's a big source for transformation and, 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 and finding your awakening, it's also the most segregated day, you know, uh, uh, on, on, on the calendar because you got a lot of people that are very, 
unconscious trying to be in a conscious environment or an awakening right. environment. And yeah. she, was, she was just so awake and it was just like, wow, how do you, and it made me think to myself, if you haven't had a conscious awakening, how can you create one? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a really good one, right? Like, so, okay, now I know this thing called consciousness exists and I'm a little freaked out because I don't think I have it. So what do I do? Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so like, it's a, it's a couple of things, right? Like first, you know, I think all you have to do is ask. I think if you mm -hmm. start to just ask for your highest potential to show up, your yeah. highest potential will show up. So first uh, intentionally, asking for an awakening of your highest self, your higher sure. self, however you want to term it. And um, going in and doing meditations and pray to meet your higher self. And, yes. and then start doing your own evaluation on your life. You know, start asking what really works. Ask what would make it even better. And then at the end of that, though, so like it's like many people, when you ask what really works and what would make it really better, we start to look at things like, oh, I, I either have enough money or I don't. I like my house or I don't. I like my career or I don't. I like my kids or I don't. I like my spouse or I don't, you know, yeah. and it's like this yes yeah. or no decision making that starts happening and you start to choose the things that feel really good for you. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, cre the creation of a conscious awakening is simply had by deciding that you want to be conscious, you want to be more aware. And the minute that you make that choice, you'll notice there's a shift in perspective. It's a shift of perspective. It's a shift in awareness of what you see and how you see it. Suddenly you start to see the bigger picture beyond yourself. You start to see beyond like I said, your home, your neighborhood, your community, you start to see the global impact of everything that's going on, whether it makes sense or it doesn't. And sure. as that starts to happen, then you just have to sit back and you just have to allow it and know that you don't have to do anything right in the beginning. It's not necessarily like, oh my gosh, I had this conscious awakening, everything's changed and I'm just, I'm gonna go change everything in my life. That's what I did. And <laughs> while it happened perfectly, it would, it would have been amazing to have a mentor, honestly. I think many of us who go through conscious awakenings find ourselves suddenly alone in a yeah. world that we felt very connected to and feel isolated. We feel like we're alone. We, feel like we can't talk to anybody about the thoughts that are going through our head because we don't feel like people think like us. Uh, depending on how far you're going in your conscious awakening journeys, uh, mm -hmm. if you're really exploring the astral, for example, suddenly you're finding language that you've never heard before. You're meeting entities and beings and going on quests and doing all of these things that who do you, I mean, it's like your life almost becomes like you're living in a, a, a true live video game. And sure. the only question is, what's your next move? So as you do this, as you ask for a conscious awakening, I also recommend that you find others who have either been through a conscious awakening and or are on the path to conscious awakening so that you don't feel isolated because you're totally not alone. Like there are a lot of people who've woken up. As a matter of fact, I believe the number is 144,000 light workers are now on this planet. And that is, those are the people who have been put into service to actually help the rest of the world wake up. So we're here, we're in service and we'd love to support anyone who's going through an awakening. Cause I get it, man, it can be rough. <laughs> so you, so you recommend finding a community, um, things of that nature, like mm -hmm. it, so it helps them find their path to consciousness, because I think that's a key thing. It's like a lot of people will say, okay, what's next? 
or, or right. where do I go? And, you, you know, the, 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 the question is, you know, if they're still tra- having trouble finding their footing, what are some of the, what are some of the basic things we could recommend for them? Because I think at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people trip up, you know, it's, it's like I was saying <clears throat> before, before the show is like, it's it, literally life is a volcano to me. That's how mm-hmm. I look at it. And it's it, the constant eruptions. It, it's, it's about what happens after. Cause then once the awakening happens, it's like, okay, what's next? And yeah. maybe the person, the most awoke person might know what to do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be able to connect to your light workers. But what about the person who's awoke, but they don't know, you know, what to do. Uh, they haven't found their footing yet. What, what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, re- I mean, I do. I recommend finding a community because it does exist and it exists in your local area, no matter where you're at. And it most certainly exists online. So one, um, you could totally join the Modern Monks Monastery public Facebook group that um, where we get together and we talk with other monks, we call them modern monks, you know, ultimately, uh, where we have those conversations Two, you can actually go into your local community, go look for your local metaphysical shop. Uh, you may not even know what a metaphysical shop is. I certainly didn't. I happened to just like wish for a community and then went on a, I think I went on a bike ride and I noticed that there was a metaphysical shop at the end of my neighborhood <laughs> and I live in the <laughs> sticks. So if you wish for it, it will show up. Yep. And, and a metaphysical uh, shop is ultimately a store that sells a lot of tools that people in spiritual communities use. So whether sure. your community happens to, to be more on the spiritual side or it happens to be on, more on the consciousness side, the difference between these two is that the consciousness route is ultimately about expanding the mind and the capacity for the brain to sure. comprehend, understand, and implement any ideas that you have. Like that's, that's ultimately the consciousness route. It's like oneness with self. It's all about opening the mind. Whereas spirituality is connecting to source. So it doesn't matter yeah. which path works best for you and, yep. and, and which one resonates. They both lead in, into the same place. So just know that. Like no matter what people are saying around you, if they're on a spiritual path and you're on a consciousness path, what they're saying ultimately is leading them to the same place that you're going. And so listen to what their advice is. Listen to their tools and tips. See if they work and resonate for you. Take the ones that do and leave all those that don't. Um, that was a really big key for me. And I have just met so many people who, you know, when I meet people, they tend to show up because they've had a conscious awakening, I'm convinced, because mm-hmm. um, it seems like almost everyone who I run into or I meet um, is either part of a spiritual circle or they weren't and they have been feeling like they're floundering and they're looking for community. So um, find someone local and connect with them. Ask to be introduced to your local uh, spiritual community. You can also go to things like meetup.com and you can look for things like meditations or um, shamanic healings or quantum healings or, you know, uh, what tends to happen in these circles is that we tend to meditate a lot we tend to yep. heal, our, heal ourselves often <laughs> because <laughs> it's an ongoing process. Um, and we tend to stay in shape, quite frankly. Like a, a, a good sign of a conscious awakening actually is somebody being at whole in their body and in their yep. right size for their body. So uh, look for those three outlets and see if you can find some others. And if you can't, totally jump onto the Modern Monks Monastery Facebook group because we've got a lot, a lot of people there that are sharing who are on the journey and we'd love to or we'd love for you to be a part of it. Okay, guys. So if you're listening to this, we do have an entire community forming with the launch of the Conscious Marketing Mastermind. So stay tuned for those details and, and go to the website, which is ConsciousMarketingPodcast.com. 
so you'll be able to find out more information about the mastermind. We've been asking ourselves some big questions at the Conscious Marketing Institute. What if the world's greatest marketers came together with one mission? To inspire humanity to embrace its full potential. What if we gave them $50,000 to execute the most inspirational advertising campaign the planet has ever seen? What if we are the superheroes the world needs? The Conscious Marketing Mastermind is a prototype to find out. As conscious co-creators, we will create a campaign to inspire humanity to step into our full potential and execute it with a team of the best marketers on the planet. If you're the kind of superhero who wants to be a part of something big and you have $25,000 to invest in inspiring humanity, go to ConsciousMarketingInstitute.com and click on Mastermind to learn more. The final group for 2018 will be selected on December 31st, so get your application in soon. What if your voice was the key to assist you in your conscious awakening? It is. The Conscious Marketing Podcast is proud to be partnered with Clearly Conscious to bring you advanced sound healing technology. Here's how it works. Go to clearlyconscious.ca forward slash conscious marketing podcast to submit your voice sample for analysis. The Clearly Conscious team analyzes your voice and sends you your own personal soul tone designed to harmonize and balance your energy. Just play this tone anytime or anywhere to immediately feel balanced. And that's not all. Because sound healing works at the quantum level, it helps to open your heart to unlock your true center of consciousness. If you're into effortless and you're into conscious expansion, there's no time like the present to check out clearlyconscious.ca forward slash conscious marketing podcast. As a special bonus, you'll also receive a personalized reading from a clearly conscious coach for just $50 Canadian. That's a 33% discount for conscious marketers. You are the superhero the world is looking for. Get harmonized and let's go change the world. Welcome back to the Conscious Marketing Podcast. And this is my favorite, favorite, favorite time of the podcast. Well, no, I, I shouldn't say my favorite time, but the most conscious time of the Conscious Marketing Podcast. It's time for Nicole's three tips for finding air after your conscious awakening. So take it away, Nicole. Thank you. The first tip for today is to have fun with your astral journey into self. Now, exploring the astral simply means that you're basically exploring consciousness. You're going inside of your head and you're seeing what's going on in there. You're seeing where it can take you. You're using your creativity to go on journeys. So have fun with it. Explore the astral realm with purpose and with creativity to reveal things like your life's purpose, who your spirit guides are, and have a conversation directly with the infinite creator. You can have conversations with mother earth. You can have conversations with just nature, like anything that you want, you can explore there. 
you can also look to expand. So you can expand your perspective, you can expand your brain power. So a lot of consciousness is about like really heightening our awareness, for example, with intuition is a good one uh, to look into where our intuition, our gut feeling suddenly is just spot on. So you can look to expand that. You can look to heal. Many of us have, you know, just we have past trauma. Let's be honest. Every I haven't met a human yet who doesn't have some kind of trauma that is affecting their life today. So sure. go in with a purpose of healing, both your past trauma, your depression. Let's be honest. Like a lot of people who've had conscious awakenings also come out of it into a depression cycle because suddenly nothing makes sense anymore. Yep. And, you can, and you can also heal your energy field. Um, and then also to just grow into your full potential, you know, look at this as, as you're exploring consciousness and you're doing meditations and journeys and all of that stuff, like look at it to really find your full potential, to meet your higher self, to see what your journey, what your mission here is on this planet and, and really have fun with it. You know, um, one of my favorite stories between Yudi and I is that, you know, the way he approached his journeys is that he went on quests, whereas I approached it from a, like a perspective of going on missions. And in one of those quests, mm -hmm. he actually opened Pandora's box, you know, this thing that we, we think is kind of, um, it's metaphysical, but it's like, it's, it's not tangible. And he actually has this experience of opening Pandora's box and then just receiving infinite blessings after that. And a lot has changed in his life after going on that particular mm. journey. So have fun with it, but also like, like get to know some of the history, the ancient history, whether it's the Egyptian history or, um, uh, um, oh my gosh, I'm totally drawing a blank on, um, uh, the water it's under the sea. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> Why can I not think of um, the the land under the sea that starts with an A um, that I can't remember at the moment? It'll come uh, back. To Atlantis. Me. Atlantis. Thank you. Uh, Atlantis. <laughs> I was thinking Lemur Lemuria because Lemuria is also another time that's um, similar to Atlantis. But yeah, Atlantis. You can look at Lemuria. You can look at all of these different like ancient texts and learnings uh, to find places that you can actually explore within your mind because they're totally all accessible to you. Okay. Two, um, I recommend practicing hell yes or, or no. And this is a la Tim Ferriss. I've been called many times the female Tim Ferriss, and it's because I am totally a biohacker. And one of the things that I learned from him was hell yes or no. And, and what that means is basically look at the decisions in front of you now that you've had this conscious awakening mm -hmm. or that you have become more conscious and aware of your surroundings. Uh, look at Look at the things that are coming up in the decisions and feel, feel those decisions, feel the ones that feel light and yeah. feel the ones that feel heavy. Yes. Um, Tim Ferriss calls it hell yes or no. So hell yes is like, I am such a yes to this. I'm jumping up and down. I'm full of excitement. I'm totally enthusiastic. I, I want this more than anything. I'm so excited. And a no is anything less than that to be honest. And I think that's where we get caught up is that many times we're saying yes to things we're actually a no to. So <laughs> when a decision comes up, feel into it and go with a decision that feels the lightest. And anything that feels heavy, it means that it's either time for you to shift your perspective on it, it's time to let it go, or it's time to transcend it. Yeah. And then the, the last is to start balancing your time in the astral with your time in 3D. And 3D is this 
physical world that we're all living in. It's where we're creating our lives. It's where we go to work. It's where we go to play. It's where we're raising our families. So once you start to have conscious awakenings and you're, and, and many times you feel a little out of balance, a lot of us start to be more reclusive. We start to kind of isolate ourselves because we feel like we can't connect with others or we, you know, the people that are coming into our lives are reflecting the choices that we didn't like, right? Or the, it's, it's putting this bear of responsibility and obligation on us that feels really uncomfortable at a time for conscious awakening where it's difficult to feel responsible for anything. And so start balancing your time there. Start to take time to discover yourself. As we talked about, get in shape, eat healthy, and start looking yourself in the mirror. You know, I'm well known for my mirror conversations of where I look myself in the mirror and I have a conversation with myself, my Facebook friends, and my higher self about where I am, what's really working, and what would make it even better. And then ultimately, it's just about finding a way to continue with your life in a way that feels good to you. So follow the joy, follow what feels light, and leave everything that feels heavy behind, even if it's only your perspective. (laughs) <laughs> well i just want to i just want to take time a second here to just roll out the 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 red carpet for the preacher because those tips i'm like I, i'm ready to just be like hell yes hell no right now that was <laughs> yeah. awesome i mean that was super awesome really appreciate that i think i think for for the person that's really asking what's next i think that really touches home and really really touches them because I was feeling it, you know, as you were going through it, I'm like, man, this is like, I need to, we need to have you like on a mega stage, like doing this stuff because I feel like the awakening and the shift is happening. It's happening in our society. And I feel like people like yourself who are truly dedicated and passionate about that purpose of awakening is just opening up, you know, the, the opportunity for people to even absorb just an ounce of it. So I'm really appreciative of the tips today, yeah. you know, because they're just so powerful. Pat, I mean, I, I mean, just preach, just preach, sister. I, that's all I. <laughs> that's all I can say. I'm just, I'm, I'm know, It's so, it's so, it's so funny because mo- a lot of people don't know that I'm actually an ordained minister. Part of my conscious awakening was when I found myself in a place where, you know, I was like, I, I know what's true for me. And I have spirituality to consciousness to all of these different things. I was like, what really works for me? And, you know, when I had a near death experience, I actually came energy field to energy field with our infinite creator and had a whole conversation. (laughs) And so I knew that God was true for me. I knew that I had met what I consider to be God. And, and so I became an ordained minister and I am so ready to take a stage. I actually have not had any conversations about what's happened since my conscious awakening, since I stepped away from the marketing industry for two years and went on this journey of biohacking. I totally biohacked myself to death, literally, mm-hmm. and, and was brought back to tell the story of it because as we're going through this journey, we're all making different choices. And I truly believe that we, we could, Todd, we could totally create a conscious awakening for an entire audience with as little as I would say 45 minutes. I could probably do it in 20, to be honest. Um, But what I found is like, I could do it in 20 and then I would have to leave people at a state of like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Allow me 25 more minutes to integrate you. (laughs) It's it's okay. (laughs) 
I mean, they say it in other circumstances, so it wouldn't be any new, anything new to them anyway, so. That's right, that's right. <laughs> it's just a new experience. It's just different because it's an awakening, so it's that's actually right. purposeful. Well, that's, you know, that's awesome, Nicole, and, and I know that we're on this journey for a reason, and I know that, you know, you, you have been enlightened for a reason and a purpose, and I feel as, and I feel like just thanking you, you know, and, and being humble to you because the fact that you take time out of your day to be able to share these resources and this information is just truly transcendental as far as I'm concerned. Thank so you. with that being said, folks, it is that time. Um, it is the conscious marketing time. Well, uh, thank you for listening to the conscious marketing podcast. This is Todd social along with us featuring now I shouldn't say along with, but featuring Nicole Kelly, better yet known as Nicole Kelly rocks on Facebook. Make sure that you uh, check out the conscious marketing mastermind. That's, that's coming up. You can go to consciousmarketingpodcast.com for more details and until the next time, stay conscious. Thank you for joining the Conscious Marketing Podcast. We hope you found your inner superhero and have what you need to raise the bar for consciousness in the industry. If you like what you heard, please take the time to leave us a rating and review. Tell us what really works for you and what would make the show even better. Every review helps another conscious marketer find their way here. Want to have next week's episode automatically queued up for your Monday commute? Remember to subscribe before you leave. We thank you for your support. Please go to ConsciousMarketingPodcast.com for show notes, links, and other awesome resources. It is our honor to serve you. Now, let's go change the world.